free people will never remain free if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Grace Calloway and pass the ammunition. Restoration Hour with Pastor Eli James. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Eli James here. This is the Restoration Hour on Eurofolk Radio. Today is December 19th, 2020. And uh, the title of this show... Uh, was designed to restore America, the Constitution, and the Bible to America. But I think now uh, we could just try to restore a little bit of sanity. Can we have a little bit of sanity, please? Uh, I don't think so, because everything is geared toward divide and conquer. Obviously, the Marxist dialectic to divide left and right, and uh, the result will be global tyranny, right? That's where we're headed, folks, and there's no doubt about it. So we have to do what we can to fight against this, maintain our composure, uh, jump and holler, scream and shout, and run around like chickens with our heads cut off. That's what, obviously, the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers want us to do. And, of course, the mainstream media. Talk about fear-mongering. Incessant fear-mongering for now over a year about COVID-19. So uh, I've got a jam-packed show for you today with all kinds of information. It's going to be mainly about covid but uh, we're going to start out with a couple of items regarding the transition from, uh, the, the, uh, let me put it this way, the conflict between the Biden transition team and the Trump administration, because uh, I'm sure all of you uh, are uh, sitting on the edge of your seat wondering if if Donald Trump is going to put a, a, a kibosh on the Biden transition. And so I'm going to quote from this article here. This is from CBS News. I don't know how much you can trust CBS News, but it's, it's a rather uh, innocuous article uh, about the Trump transition and Biden. You know, the t- ten- tensions. Title is, New Tensions Emerge Between Biden Transition Team and Trump Administration over Pentagon access. Now, why would you want to give a communist like Joe Biden access to the Pentagon? <laughs> okay, uh, we wouldn't even want him to have that if he even becomes president. Anyway, President-elect. Uh, well, that's not for sure yet. Uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden's transition team is having new problems with the Trump administration. That's good. That's always encouraging. The latest in a series of clashes between them. There is disagreement over access to the Pentagon, according to CBS News' Ed O'Keefe. Acting Defense Secretary Chris Miller said his team and the president-elect's office mutually agreed to put off some meetings scheduled for Friday until after the holidays. However, Johannes Abraham... Is that a Jewish name? Johannes Abraham? The Biden-Harris Transitions Executive Director... 
Oh, yeah, it's a Jewish name. Told reporters Friday that agreement was not made. He said Mr. Biden's team continues to face, quote, isolated resistance, unquote. Oh, hooray, that's good. From political appointees in the Defense Department, you know, I mean, there's actually still some patriots left in the Defense Department and similar issues at a few other agencies he declined to name. Miller said the Pentagon has fulfilled hundreds of interview requests with personnel and handed over thousands of pages of documents. The Pentagon also announced it would suspend daily security briefings for the rest of the year. That's not much time, what, uh, not even two weeks left of this year, for what it calls a holiday break. The 12 days of Christmas, <laughs> that's about what's left. Although um, the 21st is supposed to be a grand conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn, I believe. It's very similar to the conjunction that presaged the birth of Christ way back when. So we'll see if this had any uh, historic significance here. Anyway, the rift comes as the president-elect is set to announce more historic cabinet appointments. Okay, so uh, maybe uh, uh, maybe he'll actually elect uh, or select a patriot. I doubt it. His, he is expected to nominate New Mexico Congresswoman Deb Haaland to serve as head of the Interior Department. Yeah, we need an interior decorator. The first Native American woman in the role. The Interior Department has oversight of about one-fifth of the nation's land, including federally controlled tribal areas. Okay, I know what's going to happen. Whatever tribe she's from is going to make war against all the other tribes and oppress them mightily. Mr. Biden is also planning to nominate Michael Regan, North Carolina's top environmental official, to lead the Environmental Protection Agency. Regan would be the first black man to lead the EPA. Oh, okay, you know what? The only thing blacks have to fear is other blacks. Meanwhile, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris is heading to Georgia Monday to campaign for Democratic Senate runoff candidates John Ossoff and Reverend Raphael Warren. Was it Reverend of the Communist Church of First Avenue? First daughter Ivanka Trump will be there the same day to campaign with Republican Senators David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler. The president-elect's aides have not yet said whether he might return to Georgia ahead of January 5th runoff. They're still using this term president-elect. And you know, with uh, the fact that the election is being mightily contested in the swing states, Mr. Biden and Dr. Jill Biden are set to make good on a pledge to publicly take the COVID-19 vaccine Monday. Oh, yeah, do that, please. <laughs> take, take several shots. I'll, I'll even pay for them. Harris and her first and her husband will take the vaccine the following week. Now, do you actually think that they're going to take a real vaccine, given the fact that people are f- fainting when they get the vaccine? Do you think that's actually going to happen? I don't think so. They're going to get placebos. But you never know. Even those placebos could be infected. I've been hearing that placebos aren't aren't doing so well for people either. So we're looking at, you know, the, the craziness will not end until the second coming or unless we have a second American revolution. 
uh, we're going to maybe have both. Maybe the Second American Revolution will start the conflict between Israel and the perfidious Jew. Of course, Edomites, the Obadiah, Book of Obadiah, and its prediction of the destruction of the people of Edom. Uh, I can't wait for that. I really can't wait for that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Adolf Richter says, Christ was born September 11, 3 B.C. Well, uh, maybe he'll come back uh, September 11, 2024. That's right uh, at the... Well, that's after the... Um, Second eclipse, that seven-year span of eclipses that started in 2017 and will end in 2024 on the Feast of Passover. According to the solar calendar, uh, I think it's April 3rd, 2024, where uh, we've had the three and a half good years. And now we're in the three and a half bad years. The three and a half good years were primarily the good years of the Trump presidency. Although they really weren't good enough for me, but compared to what's coming, they were the good years, okay? All right, so we're going to see what's actually happening. Now, we're going to also talk about uh, tremendous uh, changes in the the, the COVID coverage. Uh, We're going to talk about the nanobot aspect of COVID. But first, I want to play this video. It's from BitChute, and uh, BitChute is getting bigger and bigger. I've been telling people, however, with regard to BitChute, don't be too uh, encouraged about it, because BitChute may be doing the same thing that YouTube did and Facebook did, namely taking uh, everybody and everybody's videos and, and no matter how badly it's an anti-Jewish it is, and putting it up there in order to attract followers. And that's, of course, what Facebook and YouTube did. They, they pretty much gave a free reign to all kinds of comments, but then when they became popular, the bait and switch, so they baited people with free speech, and they switched to censorship once they figured out, oh man, these patriots and these Jew bashers are dominating the entire scene. So we have to get rid of them. We have to start. And that's, of course, what happened to Eurofolk Radio. We were on YouTube when we first started out in 2014. And it took, that lasted maybe a year. And then they booted us off. So you can expect that. In fact, that has happened already on BitChute to a white nationalist organization in England. I forget the name of the organization. But they were kicked off of BitChute. So I was afraid that BitChute would be doing the same thing, namely inviting uh, nationalists and Jew bashers to come on. So far, so good for us. Uh, at Eurofolk, we have our BitChute channel as well. Just go to bitshoot.com and uh, and search for Eurofolk Radio. And uh, you'll see all the videos we have up there. But I'm I'm really afraid that they're start going to start censoring the really good stuff. <laughs> so that's what happened with YouTube and Facebook. And Twitter has done the same thing. So that the really good information is going to get censored off of BitChute eventually. That's what I'm expecting. Anyway. This 
you got to hear this video. Uh, this is the uh, Texas Congressman Matt Patrick stunning claim on Justice Roberts that is moral cowardice. And listen to what he has to say. Amendment to the motion. Mr. Chairman, Boost Matt Patrick, here. Uh, Congressional District 32, I uh, speak against the amendment. I'd like to leave the words in there. Um, I wish I could give you a specific uh, citation for this, but I didn't make note of it because it was something that I read this morning and Scratchy I did not know audio. we were going to be presenting this amendment yet. Uh, but there's a report uh, available online uh, that talks of, uh, uh, it was written by someone who's a current staffer uh, for one of the Supreme Court justices. Okay, so a current staffer for one of the Supreme Court justices uh, heard uh, the yelling and screaming <laughs> coming from the closed room where the nine Supreme Court justices were meeting to talk about uh, election fraud. Here we go. And this, I'll just describe the report to you that I read, and you can make up it what you will. Um, he said that the justices, as they always do, went into a closed room to discuss you know, cases they're taking or do debate. There's no phones, no computers, no nothing. No one else is in the room except for the nine justices. It's typically very civil. Um, they usually don't hear any sound. They just debate what they're doing. But when the Texas case was brought up, he said he heard screaming through the walls as Justice Roberts and the other liberal justices were insisting that this case not be taken up. Okay, so... As we expected, it was the liberal justices who did not want to take the Texas lawsuit against the states that had a humongous election fraud. So this person was over eavesdropping. That's against the law. You should do that. Um, and the reason, the, the words that were heard through the wall um, when Justice Thomas and Justice Alito were citing uh, Bush versus Gore from John Roberts were, I don't give up about that case. I don't want to hear about it. At that time, we didn't have riots. <laughs> so what he was saying was that he was afraid of what would happen if they did the right thing. And I'm sorry, but that is moral cowardice. And, and we in the SREC, I'm an SREC member, we put those words in very specifically because the charge of the Supreme Court is to ultimately be our final arbitrator. Yeah, but if Black Lives Matter is going to invade your house and kill you, you don't want to take the case, right? Isn't that what Justice Roberts is saying? Our final line of defense for right and wrong and they did not do their duty. So I think we should leave these words in because I want to send a strong message to them. Thank you. Well, that strong the message is not going to be to delivered by mass media or by any liberals uh, or, or by Joe Biden, if anything, Joe Biden, if he should uh, assume uh, residency in the White House will probably turn this into a blatant communist country. It already is, but it's not uh, openly touted by the mass media. They're still calling this a democracy. 
but we all know that uh, democracy is the the last step before communism. <laughs> but here now from the Gateway Pundit, continuing about with our transition news, Chief Justice John Roberts is corrupt and should resign immediately. So says Attorney Lynn Wood. Uh, I really like Lynn Wood, even though he's a Judeo. But he's a, a decent guy, and a great lawyer, and he's uh, defending the uh, shooter in, uh, uh, what do you call it, in, uh, in Wisconsin, who defended himself against commies, and he's defending his case, uh, doing a good job with that. So, yeah, right, oh, well, actually, Adolf says, yeah, Roberts is a pedophile, that's a... Uh, that's probably true. I think this article gets into that. Let's check it out. Chief Justice John Roberts is corrupt, according to Attorney Lynn Wood. Okay, I think we're in trouble, though. If we have a, uh, a ma- male lawyer named Lynn and a female lawyer named, named Sidney, I don't know where, where that's going to take us. But uh, everything's upsy, upside down, topsy-turvy, and pretty soon we'll have a president a boy named Sue. Okay, great song by Johnny Cash. Anyway, attorney Linwood went scorched earth on Chief Justice John Roberts on Thursday. Wood accused Roberts of links with Jeffrey Epstein and his pedophile island. Linwood said this, quote, may be the most important tweet of my life, unquote. That is saying something. You, you've got to have kahunas to make a statement like that about the Chief Justice John Roberts. Oh, man. Now, that takes courage, unlike just Justice John Roberts has. Doesn't have, I should say. And this is the tweet. Linwood. This may be the most important tweet of my life. Chief Justice John Roberts is corrupt and should resign immediately. Justice Stephen Breyer should also resign immediately. They are anti-Trumpers dedicated to preventing public, the public from knowing the truth of at real Donald Trump re-election. John Roberts has been led all along like a dog on a leash since Barack Obama was president. His rulings make no sense to anyone. This may explain why, quote, I have long had questions about the John Roberts on Jeffrey Epstein private jet flight logs. Well, I mean, there's got to be a thousand other people named John Roberts. But how many of them knew Jeffrey Epstein? I suspected it was our chief justice. MSM has shown no interest in investigating the issue to find truth. America is now entitled to know the answer. Every lie will be revealed. Pray. Linwood is a strong Christian, even though he's a Judeo-Christian. Another tweet. Corruption and deceit have reached most powerful office in our country. The Chief Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court. This is a sad day for our country, but a day on which we must wake up and face the truth. But 
you know, liberals and Judeos, they don't want to face the truth. They want to believe that everything's fine and dandy, even though they're dropping like flies from COVID, waiting for that vaccine, don't you know? Roberts is the reason that SCOTUS, the Supreme Court of the United States, has not acted on election cases. Others involved, other Supreme Court justices, okay? There were reports of early, uh, earlier of the fi- flight logs from Epstein's Lolita Express. And the article here shows a photograph of the flight log. And what's the date here? February 10th. Not sure what year this is. And it says John Roberts. John Roberts. Now, would a Chief Justice of the United States be so stupid as to use his real name when visiting Lolita Island? Or Fantasy Island, whatever it's called. So, but maybe he didn't know what was going on there. Okay. So maybe, you know, innocent until proven democratic. So maybe Justice Roberts didn't know what what went on there. If the, if that's his one and only trip, although certainly Mr. Roberts would have heard rumors, right? I mean, all Democrats, <laughs> practically all Democrats are part of the pedophilia ring. They're part of the Freemasonry operation that pedophilia is totally involved in. Hillary Clinton is involved. Barack Obama's involved, etc., etc. So, folks, strange days. We are living in strange days. But we need we need spiritual help. And if we can't, if we have to, we'll start a second American revolution. And The second coming will follow shortly thereafter. So, strange days indeed, folks. Okay, now let's get to the the main topic for today. And the weaponization of COVID-19. I'm going to start by reading this article here from greenmedinfo.com. Pfizer covid trials shows alarming evidence of pathogenic priming in older adults. Whatever that means, I'm not sure, but I'm going to start reading. I'm going to put the link in the chat room here. And it doesn't sound good. (laughs) All right. Pfizer COVID vaccine trial shows alarming evidence of pathogenic priming. Now, what's pathogenic priming? I have a vague inclination But let's find out. The Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee briefing document on the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine contains disturbing indications that might be a safety signal on pathogenic priming, especially in older adults. I think pathogenic priming is when the vaccine you get makes whatever disease you have worse. It makes it worse. In the development of vaccines against coronaviruses like SARS-CoV-1 and MERS, that Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, in the early 2000s, researchers found evidence of a serious problem. 
Teams of U.S. and foreign scientists vaccinated animals with the four most promising vaccines. And right now, human beings are being vaccinated. The guinea pigs, the human guinea pigs are being vaccinated by, there's only two promising vaccines. It's the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccines. Maybe there's others. There was one in Australia that I reported on earlier this week. And, but that one had to be withdrawn because it was giving people HIV. They actually put HIV in this Australian vaccine. How stupid is that? At first, the experiment seemed successful as all the animals developed a robust antibody response to coronavirus. Well, that's a lie. They had a robust antibody response to the adjuvants in the vaccine. That is the mercury, formaldehyde, aluminum, uh, battery acid, whatever goes in those vaccines. That's what causes the reaction. They have no proof that there's any real antibodies being created, none whatsoever. However, when the scientists exposed the vaccinated animals to the wild virus, the results were horrifying. That's the word used in this article, horrifying. Vaccinated animals suffered hyperimmune responses, including inflammation throughout their bodies, especially in their lungs. Okay, so have you gotten a va- have you gotten a flu shot recently? Could it be that that flu shot had some of these compounds in them? So you thought you were getting a flu shot? At your local drugstore, you know, they're, they're giving these flu shots away for free because nobody wants them. They can't give these shots away. They can't get, yes. <laughs> so Swamp Fox says, snake venom and monkey pus. <laughs> Step right up. Yeah, yeah. Snake oil, amen. Snake oil with goo, with all kinds of, not unmedicated goo. In fact, it might be even better if it's unmedicated because medicated goo is, is all poisonous these days. Totally poisonous. So, let's continue with this article. Yeah, inflammation. Yeah, well, what causes inflammation? Toxins. Toxins cause inflammation, especially in their lungs. So, Is there a connection? Because a lot of people believe that there is a real virus out there. I don't believe there is. I believe it's all fake. However, people who are getting flu shots at Walgreens and CVS and other drugstores may be coming down with something. But nobody's connecting it to the flu shot they got recently or even a year ago. Because, as we all know, some of these reactions to vaccines take many years, sometimes decades, to actually show up in your body, such as cancer, Alzheimer's, and all kinds of inflammatory and strange diseases, which, by the way, the medical establishment has no cure for. And these diseases are getting worse. Autism. This issue is well known, says Green Med Info. Early in the COVID-19 scenario, Dr. Peter Hotez, H-O-T-E-Z, 
of Baylor College of Medicine testified before Congress about the dangers of accelerating coronavirus vaccine development, saying, quote, the unique safety problem of coronavirus vaccines was discovered, are you ready for this? 50 years ago. Not just yesterday, but 50 years ago, while developing the respiratory syncytial, S-Y-N-C-Y-T-I-A-L, never encountered that word before, syncytial virus vaccine, the the RSV vaccine, vaccine. He went to register that this, quote, paradoxical immune enhancement phenomenon means vaccinated people may still develop the disease, get sicker, and die, just like that nurse I reported on in North Carolina last night, who took the vaccine, and 15 minutes later she was at the podium saying, oh, I'm still healthy, and then she started to faint, and she passed out right in front of everybody. And I and then the excuse given by the media and by the hospital was, oh well, well this this woman, the nurse was a woman. She tends, uh, she said, I tend to pass out a lot. This is not uncommon for me. So, my response to that was, well, then what's she doing being a nurse? If she passes out that often, uh, she's putting her patients in danger. Okay, that is complete bunk, folks. They had to make up some excuse. So she passed out right in front of everybody on live television because of the vaccine that she took. So if you're dumb enough to take this vaccine, I don't want to say you deserve to get sick, but you will get sick. All right. Again, let me repeat. Vaccinated people may still develop the disease get sicker, and die. Researchers had seen the same enhanced immune response during human testing of the failed RSV vaccine tests in the 1950s. So we've been through all this before, folks. But the media forgets, and so does the medical industry. The vaccines not only failed to prevent infection, 80% of the children infected required hospitalization... And two children challenged with the RSV died. In April of 2020, Hotez told CNN, If there is immune enhancement in animals, that's a showstopper. Why is it not a showstopper when it's done to humans? No, it never appears in the media. There has been a serious terminology problem with this issue. The problem, of course, is not immune enhancement. That's the opposite. (laughs) What's happening is the opposite of immune enhancement. It is reaction enhancement. Let's see what they call it. Which uh, the, The problem, of course, is not immune enhancement, which sounds like something helpful. Yeah, it sounds like it's something good to the immune system. In fact, it is quite the opposite. The problem, you know, you know, these people are experts at calling things the opposite of what they really are. Like communist tyranny is a, the agrarian paradise, right? 
the agrarian paradise, or the, the worker's paradise. The problem is, in reality, disease enhancement. I would call it hyper-vaccine reaction. In fact, that is what it is called in the original RSV study. Disease enhancement now appears to be caused by initial exposure to a pathogen's proteins, or parts of proteins, which primes the body to autoimmunity. Now, wait a minute. The word used here is autoimmunity. Children, class, immunity is something completely different from autoimmunity. Immunity means that you are no longer susceptible to whatever germ causes that disease. Autoimmunity is when your body mistakenly attacks your own indigenous body cells and your body actually attacks itself. Your immune system attacks your own body. That's autoimmunity. You don't want that. That's the last thing you want. But that's what people are getting from all of these ridiculous vaccines. And the article continues. The doctor says that is pathogenic priming. Pathogenic priming. Okay, so if you take these vaccines, not only will it not make you healthy, not only will it probably give you the disease it's supposed to prevent, but you are going to get sicker. You're going to have an autoimmune reaction. And let's face it, folks, most of the degenerative diseases people have these days are autoimmune reactions, probably as a result of some vaccine they got a week ago, a year ago, 10 or 20 years ago. The medical establishment is making us all sick, deliberately so. In COVID-19, every protein in the SARS-CoV-2 has at least one epitope that matches human proteins someplace in the human body. I assume epitope is a sequence of RNA or DNA. And yes, it matches parts of the human body. And if the vaccine has epitopes that match sequences of human DNA, that is a guarantee that you will have an autoimmune reaction. Do you see where this is going, folks? They're deliberately making us sick. There's no doubt about it. Let's continue. So, the epitope is a sequence of RNA or DNA that is common to the human body, but because... It's contained in the vaccine. The vaccine is actually (laughs) encouraging antibodies against that epitope, which means you will get an autoimmune response, which is the last thing you want. Okay. The Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee briefing document on the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine contains disturbing indications that might be a safety signal on pathogenic priming, especially in older adults. Before those are reviewed, there are fundamental issues with the classification of serious adverse events 
that reflect the short-term thinking and externalization of cost mindset of the vaccine safety science paradigm. There is no vaccine safety science. Safety is the last thing they're concerned about. They want to make us sick. The first issue is the categorization of serious versus non-serious adverse events in the study and in the report. To a person experiencing neurological adverse events, including Bell's palsy, neuroinflammatory and thrombotic events, these events are not non-serious and can over time develop into life-threatening conditions that require continuous medical intervention such as autism and repeated billable office visits for care. Okay, so they make you sick and they keep billing you. The short-term study excludes any means of detecting whether the initial exposure may play a fundamental root cause role in setting up patients for lifelong chronic illness. America has an epidemic of chronic and degenerative disease. And I'm telling you right now, they're all caused by vaccines or other toxins either from the medical establishment or from the industrial house house products you get allergic to. So you, you want to be allergic to that stuff, okay? And your body is telling you, don't use it, don't breathe it, don't drink it. Certainly don't inject it into your body with a hypodermic needle. That's slow suicide. But with these new drugs, these new vaccines... It's not so slow anymore. The vaccine adverse events themselves seen in the Pfizer study may be indicative of pathogenic priming, especially since more serious adverse events were seen with the second dose. I mean, if you're stupid enough to take the first dose, don't be so stupid as to take another dose. The second issue is that the design and analysis setup of the study are biased against finding adverse events. Oh, yeah, no, we're not looking for that. Why should we look for that? That, that might de- defund our program. No, we can't look for that kind of stuff. Are you crazy? We need money. We keep, have to keep our lab employees paid. We have to keep buying more equipment. How about a nuclear reactor? We could use a nuclear reactor. Anyway, the report states, quote, Among non-serious unsolicited adverse events... Now, what is... (laughs) Okay, so they want solicited adverse events. And they would hope they're non-serious. But they're talking about unsolicited non-serious. In fact, the ones they don't anticipate, or maybe they do, or, or just aren't saying so. There was a numerical imbalance of four cases of Bell's palsy in the vaccine group compared with no cases in the placebo group. Well, just having read that, I would say, okay, well, that's not good. <laughs> okay? If the vaccine you're giving to people gave four cases of Bell's palsy, but no cases in the placebo group, that's an indication that 
the vaccine is dangerous. But the statement continues, Though the four cases in the vaccine group do not represent a frequency above that expected in the general population. So in other words, they're saying, okay, well, in the general population, you're going to find Bell's palsy, but where's, where's the placebo group in the general population? That statement make, makes no sense whatsoever. This is the kind of garbage rhetoric that is coming from the scientific community these days, folks. It's absolute garbage. Continuing. The comparison to baseline rates is meaningless, the author says, because other vaccines are in use in the population. Okay, so he's saying, okay, just, so if let's assume that the base population is a placebo group, but it can't be. A placebo group has to be a group of people who haven't gotten any vaccine, okay? Tough luck finding a group like that. Yeah, I volunteer. I volunteer to be a placebo group. I haven't been vaccinated in, let's see, 1975? 45 years. It's been 45 years since I've taken a vaccine, folks. And I never get sick. Well, I haven't recently, anyway. And even the diseases that I have gotten, which is very, very rare in the last 45 years, have been food poisoning or reactions to drugs that I've had to take, such as prednisone and things like that, and uh, environmental poisoning for sure, because of the nature of the work that I do. In any case, uh, rare, rarely get sick, and the only illness I've had recently, in recent years, as uh, you listeners well know, is my reaction, my allergic reaction to the, probably the GMO in wheat products, which gave me a horrible case of congestion, constant stressful congestion because I couldn't breathe, I couldn't sleep. So I was advised by a listener to stop eating bread products, especially if I suspect they contain GMO wheat. And I stopped doing that, and within three days, my congestion cleared up. I had, I've been sleeping well ever since. So if you're in, the, if you're having a, a constant congestion, try giving up bread products. It's the wheat. The wheat is either GMO, or it's the, the stuff they spray on them. The, all the pesticides, etc. And who knows what else they do to the wheat. There, there are certain products, food products, you can hardly get a natural food product anymore. Even, even if it says GMO-free or uh, natural, it's not always a guarantee that it will be natural. So do your absolute best to stay away from any industrial food products. Just get away from all that stuff. And if you do, your health will return. Continuing. So they said, well, you can't make a statement like this because the general population has also received other vaccines which could have similar effects. So you can't, you can't call the general population, you can't treat them as a placebo group. Thus, any risk due to the COVID-19 vaccine adds to or multiplies existing risk present in the population from other vaccines. So, if you had, 
if you taken if you're taking other drugs legal or illegal and if you're getting vaccines if you've had the flu shot recently now you get the covid-19 shot the chances of you getting sick from covid-19 are increased dramatically i think that's what the author is trying to tell us here folks and i would agree with him 100% solicited serious adverse events tenfold increase on second dose in elderly are they killing the elderly in the nursing homes they sure are folks compared to 3.6 fold for those under 55 that's bad enough so if you take a second dose the chances are three times three and a half times greater that you will have an adverse reaction to that vaccine among the 18 to 55 year old participants there were 370 solicited serious adverse events in the vaccinated group of course these people were solicited and 73 in the unvaccinated i assume the populations of the two groups are identical so let's say a thousand people in each group that would be the scientific way to do it of the vaccinated, 18% experience uh, serious adverse re- events. It, they don't like to use reaction. <laughs> the, the medical establishment does not want to use the word reaction. No, you don't get a reaction to the vaccine, bad reaction to the adverse reaction. It's just an event. Just an event. In the placebo group, only 3% did implying that SSAEs can be expected at a rate five times greater in the vaccinated compared to the unvaccinated. Are you getting the picture, folks? I'm the apostle of anti-vaccination. Don't do it. Yeah, a Swamp Fox says they wanted to mandate swine flu in 1974 and 75. In fact, they did. Was that under Gerald Ford? Or was it Jimmy Carter? I think that was Gerald Ford. And they did mandate it. And people were dying from it. That was until people started dropping like flies. Yeah. Yeah. Adolf Richter says it, GMO should be JMO. <laughs> Jew modified organisms. Okay, because that's who's doing it. Okay. Animal trials insufficient. Oh, yeah, and you'll get fatigue. So you can expect the one of the first reactions, if you don't have a violent reaction to a vaccine, you will definitely get reactions like fatigue, uh, listlessness, um, dizziness, f- brain fog, that kind of thing. Just like that nurse got dizzy and fell right over after getting the shot. So if you are in the, well, say 80 or older, You're 10 times more likely to have a, an adverse reaction 
to the second shot. And if you're 18 to 55, three and a half times more likely for an adverse reaction to the second shot. Tell everybody you know that this stuff is dangerous. Animal trials insufficient. The patients in the study reviewed were healthy, and thus the spectrum of adverse events is not representative of those that might occur if the vaccine comes to the market. Okay, so what they're doing with all of this fear-mongering, get the vaccine, get the vaccine, get the vaccine, so people, who knows what other shots they're getting, what other dangerous drugs they're taking. And then will this vaccine react to whatever other drug you are taking? Will you turn into a monster? In the previous animal trials, the first dose was a vaccine, but the second was natural infection, leading to severe injury and often death. In these human trials, both doses were from the vaccine. So it is also not reassuring that these adverse events did not include the more serious and deadly conditions that afflicted animals. Well, whatever it is, you do not. First of all, you don't want to take the first shot. And whatever you do, don't take the second shot. These human trials did not rule out pathogenic priming in any way. Both the Moderna and Pfizer animal studies, which used non-human primates, fail to examine organ sites other than lung. What about your spleen? What about your heart? What about your brain? And while they studied potential markers of pathogenic priming, they failed to measure one, interleukin-5, which had been found in prior coronavirus studies to be elevated in conjunction with pathogenic priming-induced disease enhancement. So, something that was found to be a, a, a disease enhancer, they totally ignored it. Pfizer and Moderna have totally ignored it, folks. But what do you expect from an industry as corrupt and evil as Big Pharma? There's a reason why. The book of Revelation warns us against Big Pharma. It's translated pharmakia as sorceries. Revelation chapter 18. Read it and weep, folks. Recalling that animal studies conducted prior on prior COVID vaccines found pathogenic priming leading to disease enhancement in older animals more than younger animals... I thought these scientists were supposed to learn from their experiments. Older adults may be at highest risk of serious chronic illness due to autoimmunity resulting from vaccine-induced pathogenic priming. Dr. Anthony Fauci, boo, has informed the public that these vaccines do not stop the transmission. Let me repeat this, folks. Dr. Anthony Fauci has informed the public that these vaccines do not stop transmission. So what good are they? Therefore, the next dose of the viral proteins in the form of a natural infection for these study participants, 
SARS-CoV-2 infection leading to COVID-19 may be their last. All right, folks? The point of this study is to show that if you happen, whatever disease you're vaccinated against, if you later contract a natural infection of that disease, that will be far worse than the one induced by vaccination earlier. Why would you ever want to take a vaccine? Given this reality, folks, the study should be extended to long-term follow-up, which they never are, including any further vaccination or exposure to SARS-CoV-2 viral proteins by infection. So why have the world's top vaccine promoters like Paul Offit, O-F-F-I-T, and Peter Hotez, O-H-O-T-E-Z, been warning us frantically about the unique and frightening dangers inherent in developing a coronavirus vaccine? Because it's dangerous. That's why they've been... <laughs> okay. That's why it's very rare for people in the vaccine industry to give such warnings. In this video footage, there's a link in this article if you want to go there later. As I put it in the chat room, Offit, Hotez, and even Fauci, in an unguarded moment, warned that any new coronavirus vaccine could trigger lethal immune reactions, quote, vaccine enhancement, unquote. Vaccine reaction enhancement. When vaccinated people come in contact with the wild virus, instead of proceeding with caution, Fauci made the reckless choice to fast-track vaccines partially funded by Gates without critical animal studies before moving into human clinical trials that could provide early warning of runaway immune responses. Yes, and that's what we're seeing. That is exactly what we are seeing. Okay, folks, outstanding article here from Green Med Info. Well, as an example of these ridiculous reactions, I'm going to play another video here from BitChute because uh, YouTube is hardly worth looking at anymore. And this is called It's Happening. Now, if this, if this headline doesn't give you the shivers, new mutated COVID shakes UK, United Kingdom, I'm getting the shakes just reading this, as vaccines backfire. Get ready. Give a listen. Essex. And I quote, we've currently identified over 100 cases with this variant. He said, noting no, that. No, 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 no. It says 1,000. He misread it. It's 1,000 cases. Initial analysis suggests it is growing faster than previous variants. Hancock, who ordered stricter lockdowns for the affected areas, said the UK had alerted the World Health Organization and the UN Health Agency confirmed it was investigating. So, But that fell on deaf ears. I do want to just bounce back before we get further into this story, which is hitting a lot of headlines across the, uh, across the board. 
Okay, we, uh, based on the article I just read, which anticipates a lot of horrible adverse reactions, UK, they're getting them. They're getting them. Oh, yeah, Adolf Richter. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe that's the, that's the real way the uh, Jews died in the Holocaust. By injection. That would save a lot of money, wouldn't it? But it's happening in Great Britain. Let's continue. You cannot forget about the one and only Dr. Anthony Fauci, MD, head of the uh, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Now, of course, Fauci was running. And this is something that still, for some reason, a lot of people um, aren't aware of, was running um, the studies in uh, Wuhan, China, as this article says, the top U.S. health advisor, Dr. Fauci, backed controversial Wuhan lab for risky coronavirus research. For And provided millions of dollars for that Wuhan lab. $7.4 million oh, there it is. over many, many years. Uh, five-year project, essentially. Um, he studied coronavirus and bats. So Fauci has a direct interest in the development of these vaccines, a direct financial interest. Wouldn't that be conflict of interest? It was 96% similar to the novel coronavirus. And it was a gain of function study, as you can see here, committed 3.7 million over six years for research on bat coronaviruses in China, according to a report in Newsweek. The research also included gain of function work, which involves... So there's the bat connection. It wasn't bat soup, (laughs) unless you want to refer to the, the potion that was being used in the Chinese labs as bat soup. Manipulating viruses in the lab to explore their potential for infecting humans. Now, this study was finished in October of 2019. So the purpose of this research was to make it worse. To make that vaccine, supposed vaccine, that GMO inoculation, it was supposed to make you sick. And... Gain of function means they want to make it even worse. They want to make it even more powerful. This is what scientists are studying? At the same time as Event 201, the live exercise that um, looked into a massive global coronavirus pandemic spread and and the subsequent... So there's absolutely no doubt Fauci is directly involved in spreading this coronavirus all over the world, along with Bill Gates, the CDC... The World Health Organization, the UN, etc., etc. Tell me there's no conspiracy. Subsequent lockdowns uh, funded by Johns Hopkins and Bill Gates. Johns Hopkins was also behind Dark Winter, which was exposed as actually a real operation to spread anthrax into the public in 2000. Oh, we're heading into that Dark Winter now, aren't we? 2001, as well as Crimson Contagion. Nonetheless, that ended. Bill Gates was competing for the contact tracing app patent in November of 2019. And then this thing blew up. It was clearly a bioweapon that failed. So, more conflict of interest. Bill Gates contributes to the gain of function that is making the vaccine even worse, even deadlier than they meant it to be, because this is a weaponized virus, folks. It's weaponized. And then Bill Gates, anticipating this vaccine, this weaponized compound coming on the market is fighting for control of the app 
for door-to-door contact tracing. <laughs> oh, no. See? I pay for the spread of the disease. Now I want to make money off of the contact tracing that this disease necessitates. Imagine that. Boy, what a shrewd businessman. And they had to go to plan B, which was test everyone positive for coronavirus. (laughs) Okay, plan B. Okay, because our weaponized vaccine was being refused by virtually every sane person on the planet, we were intending on making everybody sick and using the sickness that they didn't realize they were getting from us, making fear porn out of that. But because either the we couldn't get this weaponized vaccine to market for whatever reason, probably because anybody who touches it dies. So instead of doing that, we'll just pretend. We'll just pretend there's a virus. And we'll create fear porn over that virus. Um, basically, if they have the flu, if they have pneumonia, whatever it might be, you would be tested positive. Uh, it, it... Okay, folks, you see what's going on? You see how fake this all is? It's totally fake. Plan B is if, in case our weaponized coronavirus compound doesn't produce the desired effect, we'll just pretend that there is a coronavirus. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Let's continue. This is an excellent, an excellent program. Making it possible to bring up the numbers because people don't know anything about science, so they cling to it like a religion. They don't actually know anything about it. So that you could use that crisis in order to lock the world down and basically bring everyone to their knees. And now... And that is exactly what happened because of popular ignorance of medicine in general and science in general, even among... Hospital staff. I forget which doctor. I think it was Dr. Kaufman. And we'll be playing some of that uh, video a little later on. Uh, The medical people around the world who are challenging and turning against the medical establishment and challenging the COVID diagnosis and everything related to COVID. But Dr. Kaufman stated in one of his presentations that he was amazed at how few MDs he talked to who understood Koch's postulates. He found out that the medical schools they went to did not teach Koch's postulates. In order to determine whether a disease is actually infectious, you have it has to pass Koch's postulates. And these doctors never even heard of Koch's postulates. That's the state of professional medicine in the world today. They have to come out with a new version of COVID, which back in January, I said this would happen. And in March, especially, I said they would lock down once. People would protest. They'd open, but call those those people, um, those people selfish. <laughs> Yet at the same time as opening, they would also have new regulations. I said this back at the beginning of March before the first lockdown. And then I said they would bring in a second lockdown and then bring out forced vaccines and um, try and push a forced vaccine. So, you know, that's in the works. It's up to us to reject that forced vaccine. If somebody comes knocking at your door, say, oh, I have a present for you. Uh, Please take this shot. It's free. 
you know what to do. A new mutated version of this virus that failed in the first place. I've been right so much. I'm wondering at this point, are they like watching my videos and going, hmm, that seems like a good idea. Let's do that. Because, I mean, I can't be more Don't right in this. Ideas. And I'm still called crazy. At what point do people realize that I'm not messing around? I did this video on Australia's mutated version of coronavirus back on November 21st, um, which is up still on BitChute if you want to check that. that that's the one that had contained HIV. Out um, predictive programming to say the least at this point because I honestly stop predicting stuff. <laughs> They're gonna do it. I think it was just obvious that this would happen. Of course, with COVID twenty one and COVID twenty three, which they were talking about in the Canadian leak, they would use that to bring about much more control over the public and the unwitting. That's of course what it's all about. It's about control. It's not about health. Stupid public would go along with it. As I've said before, lockdowners are an enemy of humanity. They may not know it, but they are more damaging than any government or police can be. Yeah, and the, and the government, the World Health Organization, the UN, they're exploiting the lockdowners magnificently. Absolutely magnificently. Now, let's get into that vaccine. Reuters. COVID-19 vaccine recipients will not be exempt from self-isolation. Oh! You will not be exempt from self-isolation. But you were telling us, and Gates was telling us, well, once you get the vaccine, things will go back to normal. Did they lie to us yet again? If it's forced, what do we do? We resist. We fight back. We set booby traps. We disappear. <laughs> Whatever you have to do. Whatever you have to do is what you do. Let's continue. According to the Telegraph. Okay, well, that's great. So you'll just get Bell's palsy, possibly die with a mostly untested vaccine. The fastest rollout of a vaccine in history over something that ha they've been trying to find a cure for for decades. Yeah, and by the way, I think uh, I'm no, not sure if I... Uh, understood him correctly but yeah they've been working on coronavirus vaccines for at least 20 years with zero success so how is it possible that this fast-track vaccine produced over a few months can have any better success suddenly roll out this whole thing pfizer one of the most sued companies in the world and moderna one of the most sued companies. So here, here's something to consider, folks. These big pharma corporations are now facing so many lawsuits that they're probably going bankrupt. And so in conjunction with the Rothschilds, the military-industrial complex, mainstream, uh, fake-stream media, etc., that the only way to avert economic catastrophe because of these lawsuits, and, and you can expect more lawsuits from people who've been injured by, these, by this new rollout of vaccines. So if the world government, namely the Rothschilds, the United Nations, makes it mandatory and exempts these corporations from lawsuits, which is what they're looking for, then their problem is solved. 
That's what this is all about, folks. They want perpetual immunity from lawsuits and from taking responsibility for the evil they do. Uh, all for medical malpractice and um, really, well, terrible pharmaceuticals that cause side effects. And look, it made this guy's finger green. It looks like the Hulk in this, fo- in this photo. <laughs> no, he's, he's joking. The guy in the, guy in the photograph has got uh, a, a green, a very tight uh, green uh, glove on, plastic glove on. It's so tight you can see his fingernails, clearly. But nonetheless, this is a company that's been sued countless times and has been and sought immunity and got immunity from lawsuits regarding vaccine injuries with COVID-19. You cannot sue the vaccine manufacturers. Well, what do they say about all this? But they still have lawsuits for other, for other things, and that's killing them too. Well, Pfizer CEO hasn't gotten his COVID vaccine yet, saying he doesn't want to cut in line. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just want to see the experiment play out in the public, the guinea pigs. You're hearing from, like, nurses who got the vaccine just now in the U.S. They're saying, (laughs) no, I won't take the vaccine, says Pfizer CEO. Oh, well, I haven't seen any side effects. It's been one day. (laughs) It's been (laughs) one day. You haven't seen any side effects. Yeah, when he sees people dropping like flies, he'll say, no, no, I, I don't need it. Or he'll just say, well, I took it. Prove I didn't. That affects yet. Well, I hope you don't see any. But nonetheless, let's be realistic here. This is a largely untested vaccine that they're already saying can sterilize women. And people with allergies, which, by the way, vaccine vaccines often lead to allergies. <laughs> they, they'll lead to, to allergies that can debilitate you and i know people who are allergic to literally everything because of vaccines but also this just imagine this for a second um it leads to allergies but also if you take the vaccine and you have allergies it can kill you according to the studies and the trials i mean this you can't make this stuff up and of course many of you know that brandy vaughn um the founder of learntherisk.org recently was found dead we will be uh, ju- diving into this more so shortly. Yeah, we reported on that, and uh, we were trying. Andy Hitchcock was actually trying to get a hold of her to get some of her research, but unfortunately, that won't be possible anymore. But I urge people to go to their gogetfunding.com um, uh, funding campaign and go and fund uh, their ability to keep learntherisk.org up and running. It's never been more important. Yeah, that website needs to stay up. And she obviously is unable to run it now, now that she's gone and her son needs help as well. He's a very young boy and it's just a tragic situation. My friend Tina Marie is running the campaign and trying to keep the um, PSYOP agents out. Yeah, uh, uh, she, Brandy, was reporting that her house was being broken into when she and her son were out, uh, out of the house and uh, things were being moved around. She was beginning to feel very uncomfortable. She was beginning to feel threatened. And ultimately, she was, I'm just going to say it, she was killed. And her dead body was found by her son. You can imagine how traumatic that was. But of course, they're using the vaccine, as I mentioned from the beginning, to stop people from having bank accounts, from flying, from going to public places. They're tying it to social credit, which is technocratic, which is something they've been trying to which they've been doing in China already. 
parallel for a very long time. Uh, in China already, they've rolled it out. And now they're trying to connect the whole world to this Chinese web of um, control. And it goes back to Henry Kissinger meeting with Mao Zedong in, in the early 1970s uh, and creating an artificial alliance with China, which led to the creation of the Trilateral Commission under Zbigniew Brzezinski during the Carter administration, who said himself his whole idea was to create a technocratic super state in order to keep everyone uh, chained uh, by the by the ankle to the government system. So you still believe in technocracy? That technology and science are going to save the world? Do you still believe that? Dependent on it, begging for it out of the guise of under the guise of convenience. That's what they're doing. This is what we're witnessing today. And the sooner you do something about it, the sooner you can live freely and your family can live freely. But the more you succumb to this, oh, it's not the hill I want to die on. Well, you will die on a hill, but it, it's going to be whether it's by your say, your, your doing or whether it's going to be by the government's doing. Um, I think people should act now or forever hold their peace and go down with the ship. Because, I mean, you are <laughs> honestly a, a part of the problem if you aren't resisting at this point. Yeah, it's absolutely that, insane. It's only going to get ship. worse. You don't give up your freedoms to get your freedoms back. That's called Orwellian nonsense. It's time to act, my friends. Anyway, I really appreciate everyone watching this video. We will continue. Uh, well, let me just put it this way. You can devise your own forms of sabotage of the global tyrannical system. I, I won't give any hints, except maybe what do you what? Make it nonviolent. Make it as nonviolent as possible. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was discussing these things with another person in Christian identity, and uh, he said. If you have the opportunity, just go to your, your local uh, chapter of the ADL <laughs> as, as a tourist and hide some potatoes in your overcoat and flush them down the toilet so that the toilets all clog up and start overflowing. That's uh, something, uh, nonviolent sabotage. Maybe you can come up with some kind of creative ideas on how to do nonviolent sabotage. Back to the this excellent, excellent video. Continue to go into this as we have been predicting all of this from day one. And we were talking about pandemics being used for forced vaccines under a technocratic rule for 10 years and called crazy. Well, it's time to stop calling us crazy and time to start listening rather than listening to the TV stations that get 95% of their funding from the pharmaceutical companies that have made hundreds of billions of dollars this year off of this fear. It's amazing the left suddenly goes from hating big corporations to bowing down and licking their boots. All right, finally, someone else besides Eurofolk Radio has pointed this out, that the leftists are sucking at the teats of the big corporations. And um, revering the boot on their neck. It is truly disgusting what we've witnessed this year and we need to stand up now hit that like button hit the notification bell on bitchute if you haven't already share on social media comment below we're also on library slash odyssey okay so uh who is this guy let me scroll down here i need to give him a plug it's world alternative media world or alternative media on bitchute so Share this with everybody you know. This is a fantastic video. Really lays it all out. What's going on in in the in this crazy world today? Okay, so 
let's go back to print media and this one here folks if you thought everything up to now was bizarre weird deadly and uh, frightening <laughs> oh wait a minute wait a minute there's something amiss here I have the wrong the wrong URL is on the t on my bar here so I'm, I'm gonna have to forego copying this I'm not, I don't want to lose the article I have on the screen which is entitled this is from the everyday concerned citizen the everyday concerned citizen I believe that's the name of the website if I'm not mistaken and this is about nanotechnology and vaccines and the emerging nanostate tag archives weaponized nanotechnology yes folks you've heard about weaponized vaccines now we're talking about weaponized nanotechnology article by Ramola D doesn't give the last name of the author here whoops sorry I just scrolled too far down professor David Salinas Flores MD the nano mafia there's a new one for us the nano mafia nanotechnology's global network of organized crime so we have the pedophilia circle of organized crime we have the drug culture of organized crime we have the medical mafia we have the mafia we have the military industrial complex mafia um, do we need any more mafias but that's what we've got folks we have got the nano mafia Nanotechnology's Global Network of Organized Crime. This was posted on 8-21-2019. Essential and insightful analysis and information on the worldwide spread via organized crime of non-consensual neuro, <coughs> neuro experimentation using nanotechnology from Professor David Salinas Flores, M.D., Professor of Medicine at the Universidad Nacional Mayor de San Marcos, Peru, who also details that the medical nanomafia is especially operating in Latin American countries, excuse me, like Peru. Terrifyingly, the poisoning of air, food, drinks, and the biohacking of human bodies. That's right, folks. The biohacking of human bodies. That's what we're talking about. If somebody can find the uh, URL for this article and post it in the chat room, that would be nice. Because I don't want to lose my, uh, my copy here. Because the URL at the top of the page is not the correct one. And I don't want to, I don't want to lose this article. This is too this is the main uh, event here for tonight. This article is the main event. Terrifyingly, 
the poisoning of air, food, drinks, and the biohacking of human bodies with nanotechnology is no longer science fiction but fact in many parts of the world, usually those parts of the world controlled by Jews. Those familiar with the detailed reports of persecution from targeted individuals will be aware of the breakdown in ethics and human rights awareness in transhumanist, medical, academic, tech transnational, and military intelligence research, which has permitted the nanomafias worldwide to rise. So I don't know if you're aware of it, but the the nanostate has been targeting individuals probably randomly, and they do this randomly, although obviously their victims are not chosen at random. I'm sure their victims are chosen very carefully, but few and far between, so that the general public will not catch on that there is a, a group of targeted individuals who are being surveilled and controlled from a distance by various methods of nanotechnology. There are There is actually a group of such people who have formed a union because they know they've been targeted and are have been complaining to government agencies about it. I can't remember what the name of this group is, but this has been going on for quite some time. And so we're just now reporting in detail about this. Targeted individuals. Those familiar with the detailed reports of persecution from targeted individuals will be aware of the breakdown in ethics and human rights awareness in transhumanist, medical, academic, tech transnational, and military intelligence research, which has permitted the nanomafias worldwide to rise. This is what's going on behind the scenes, folks. Nothing but an organized crime network protected by police, courts, intelligence agencies, governments, not to mention the medical mafia. Dr. Flores reiterates that it is the world citizenry which has to arm itself with awareness, get educated about unethical nanotech, neurotech experimentation. So basically what we're seeing here, folks, is all the hoopla about COVID-19 is hiding the reality of the nanotech revolution. We need to report these crimes and demand and ensure that these ventures to fully colonize the human body and brain and create digital slaves for an oligarchical and techno-fascist elite, how about techno-communist elite, at the cost of human privacy, sanctity, sovereignty, and individuality are halted and humanity turned back to sanity. Remember, I started today's shows with a call for sanity. Free will and organic, not forced, techno-communist and transhumanist evolution. Well, there is no way we can accept this kind of technology at all, ever. It has to be outright banned, made illegal. Even technologies that are called gain-of-function should be absolutely made illegal. Why in the world would you want to make a disease worse than it already is? It can only have a military-slash-big-brother control function of the population. can't possibly 
be used for good. Can you drop an atom bomb on a city for the city's own good? Obviously not. This technology cannot be used for good. Period. Originally posted by the Intfiz Med Rehab J, <laughs> probably meaning the International Physical Medication Re- Rehab uh, J, I don't know what the J stands for, republished with much thanks by invitation of the author, Dr. David Salinas Flores, MD, Professor of Medicine at the Universidad Nacional Mayor at San Marcos, Peru. Previous publications by this acutely incisive thinker and writer at this media site on the related subjects of brain, net, cerebral, internet, and digital slavery include, and there's several links here, but I'm just going to go to the article by Professor Flores himself. The Nanomafia, Nanotechnology's Global Network of Organized Crime by Professor David Salinas Flores. I'm going to copy this and post this headline, this title, into the chat room so you can access it. There it is. The Nano Mafia, Nanotechnology's Global Network of Organized Crime by Professor David Salinas Flores. This is extremely important stuff, folks. This is the latest in what's actually going on. This is the hidden agenda. Nanotechnology is science, engineering, and technology developed to nanoscale, around 1 to 100 nanometers. Nanotechnology has become a billionaire industry, and since it has multiple potential applications in human beings, there is a great interest in human experimentation. However, nanotechnology acts at the atomic level, and for that, talk about hidden. (laughs) And for that reason, the experimentation in humans is high risk, which causes an evident lack of volunteers. The vaccine industry can't get, they can hardly get uh, volunteers. Only those who are well-intentioned, believing they are going to serve humanity, like that priest in Philadelphia who died after getting a vaccine. Just like Eve in the garden, who was talked into that experiment by the that critter that <laughs> that critter in the garden they think they're doing good when will people learn not to trust strangers especially jewish strangers therefore the transnational nanotechnology companies would be resorting to criminal methods to get human experimentation subject. Obviously, people don't want to volunteer to have their bodies filled with nanobots. What's that? That sounds like something from a science fiction novel. It's hard enough to get volunteers for vaccine studies. By the way, I suppose you can volunteer and the vaccine corporation not be liable if the person volunteers, if they sign an agreement not to sue the company if they get sick. But this is something completely different. 
This is technological injection of tiny micro-robots into your bloodstream, folks. That's what this is. Thus, they would be using violence, swindle, extortion, and organized crime. That's what this is, folks. It's organized crime on a nanotechnological scale. One of nanotechnology's main applications is nanobots, machines that can construct and handle objects at an atomic level and that are capable of moving through the circulatory system. The main potential harmful effects caused by this illicit human experimentation with nanobots in society include mind control, memory deletion, torture, permanent espionage. Yeah, you will be turned into a spy working for them. Theft of private information. There goes your bank account. Extortion. How about blackmail? Sterilization. Psychiatric disorders. Suicide. And digital slavery. Do we have all these things happening right now, this very moment? We sure do, folks. Where do you think it's coming from? First heading here. Tech transnationals collude with governments worldwide to run illicit neuroscientific human experimentation. This is cooperation between the Jew-controlled government of America, the Jew-controlled government of China, the Jew-controlled European Union, the Jew-controlled, what was the term, CEDAW, I believe it is, the South, the Americas, the so-called uh, organization of uh, the states of, uh, of the Americas, the North and South. The Rothschilds control all of these organizations. So all of these governments and corporations are joined at the hip, working together against we the people. Recent research projects reveal evidence that technological transnational companies in illicit association with the USA, European community, China governments, and the corrupt Latin American governments. We all know, everybody knows they're corrupt, but they assume other governments aren't. Have created an organization that is developing mainly in Latin America as a secret, forced, and illicit neuroscientific human experimentation with invasive neurotechnology, brain nanobots, oh man, are you going to get a headache, microchips and implants to execute neuroscientific projects, which could have even led scientists to win medicine Nobel Prizes based on this illicit human experimentation at the expense of Latin Americans' health coming to a neighborhood near you, right here in America. If it isn't here already, it probably is. So there's a link here to a video of a human subject, it looks like a female subject, who has been victimized by brain nanobots. Brain nanobots. And you thought it couldn't get any worse. Thus, mafias of nanotechnology, that is nanomafias, would be being created. They have been created mainly in Latin America, but they're, they're in conjunction with the Rothschilds and the Rockefeller, no doubt about this, 
which would be multiplying vertiginously. Vertiginously. <laughs> I've heard that word before, but uh, magnificent, magnificently. <laughs> Nanomafia aims to become the greatest organized crime network in the world. Therefore, the world society should know, be alert, and report the crimes committed by this nanomafia. But since these things are totally invisible, how do you know when they're being implemented? The medical profession is probably ignorant of these things as well. This is military science, folks. This is weaponized science. The medical profession is probably clueless about this. The main objectives of nanomafia are illicit enrichment, academic recognition, creation of human weapons, and the creation of a digital communist society. The evidences indicate that nanomafias would be interconnected, forming... Boy, this is a, an interconnected world, isn't it? <laughs> forming an international network with a mega-project whose purpose is to create a digital communist society. An oligarchy that rules the rest of the world's citizens who will carry nanobots and will be digital slaves, a human robotization robotization of the society at the service of a trillionaire elite. The digital communist project is global. The objective would be to control the whole planet using microchips in human beings, animals, and things. That's what I call togetherness. Maybe they can program you to walk into the jaws of an alligator. The Internet of Things and the driverless car really have as purpose the communist control of things. In men, the digital slave human robot project has different components. Mind control, permanent espionage with the brain net, the elimination of emotions, turning us into robots, Borg, living in a virtual reality, memory deletion and elimination of sexuality. They, they want to eliminate people anyway, right? Reduce the population down to... Half a billion? Nanomafia is the mafia of Wi-Fi. The ghost mafia. I have to tell you, today I had to go to the post office. Actually, I was mailing a package to Pastor Steve. And this was before the post office opened, but the uh, foyer was, the, the doors to the foyer were open. So people began filing in, of course, wearing masks and social distancing. And out of the 10 or so people that had formed the line before the actual doors to the post office opened, eight of them had their faces glued to their, what do you call it now? Cell phones? Social media? Or nanobot, <laughs> nanobot machine. People have become totally addicted to their cell phones. 
I wonder how many accidents are happening, unreported accidents, because people are so distracted by looking at their cell phones when they should be paying attention to walking, driving, etc. Riding their bicycles. That's how addicted we have become to these devices. And of course, they're dangerous in themselves because of the microwave radiation that they're surrounded by. The last thing you want to do is be constantly handling your cell phone and talking into it. You want to limit the length of your conversations if you have to have a cell phone. Limit the length of your conversations. And if you have a landline, you say, I'll call you back on my landline. Because you are getting cooked when you use a cell phone. You're getting cooked when you use a microwave oven. You're getting cooked when you stand next to a cell tower. You're getting cooked when you stand next to high-tension wires. All of these things are dangerous, but we accept them as if they were normal. Yeah, use speakerphone. There you go. Yes, thank you for finding that article, Seven. Thank you for finding that article. So this is where we're at, folks. The different kinds of projects developed with nanobots have a common pattern. They are developed by telemetry, by Wi-Fi. They do not have physical form. And they are intangible, although your cell phone that you're holding in your hand is a physical, tangible object. But everything about its operation is intangible. Really, Nano Mafia is the mafia of Wi-Fi. The ghost mafia, which makes it almost impossible to report. Well, As far as I know, only listeners to Eurofolk Radio are now aware of the Nano Mafia. Because this subject has not been talked about anywhere else as far as I know. Certainly not by mass media. The torture researchers and criminals know that the best torture is the one that leaves no mark since it cannot be reported. And it's probably the most insidious for the victim because the victim doesn't know what's causing his or her ailments. They are driving you crazy and you don't know what's causing the insanity. This is really insidious stuff, folks. Very, very insidious. If the victim of tortures by Wi-Fi reports it, he, she can be unjustifiably considered a person with psychiatric problems or a slanderer or even worse, a conspiracy theorist. For that reason, the crime use, uses Wi-Fi as a secret torture weapon. So I know that a lot of people get, well, for lack of a better expression, paranoid about health issues they've had or are having. Not knowing, well, what's the cause of my health issue? I, all of a sudden, I just feel strange. I don't feel this, I don't feel normal. What's going on? Uh, strange thoughts are passing through my mind that I've never had before. I'm constantly 
thinking about having a milkshake. <laughs> you know, I never think about having milkshakes. Poor example. I think you get what I'm saying. They can do that to you. They can make you have thoughts, and you have no idea where those thoughts are coming from. Regarding the criminal methods that the nanomafia uses, the swindle is one of the most common methods, and the main types include deceptive promotion, intellectual camouflages, or humanitarian pseudo-aid. The swindle, next heading, deceptive promotion. Okay, what he just said is now the next heading. Deceptive promotion, intellectual camouflages, and humanitarian pseudo-aid, excuse me, is the next heading. The deceptive promotion is one of the most popular. It promotes the use of nanobots as a futurist scientific prediction and a benefit to society. Just like vaccines. Just like cell phones. Just like 5G. What a wonderful advancement in technology. It's just going to make everybody happy. The download speed will be tremendous, but they won't tell you that it's going to cook you. Hiding the health risk and its true uses against society. Thus, for example, transnational companies scientists state the following regarding the brain nanobots. Quote, with nanorobots in our brains, we will be like gods. Didn't Lucifer want to be like God? Quote, With nanobots, we will be able to load the French language in the bloodstream of our brain. And you'll be talking French, but still not know what you're saying. However, these affirmations that evidently induce the ordinary citizen to use brain nanobots do not have the strongest scientific evidence. Of course, that's the sales pitch. And the most important is that these affirmations hide the harmful effect of brain nanobots. They're always going to hide the harmful effects. Just like vaccines don't tell you that they're not safe. It says so on the labeling of the box, but the doctor doesn't inform you of that. The, even though they have to, well, I don't recall ever seeing a, uh, an advertisement for a vaccine. All kinds of drugs, but I don't think vaccines. I, I'm not aware that there are advertisements for vaccines. So given the fact that they have immunity from prosecution, why, and, and the government's going to force you to take these vaccines, why bother to advertise? In order to convince citizens into voluntarily accepting being digital slaves of the nanomafia, transnational companies, economic powers, and media magnates, a series of intellectual camouflages have been created, and there is a whole terminology created or already existing that is being manipulated to promote the illicit uses of this nanotechnology, a terminology that could be called a swindle dictionary. The swindle dictionary, language to obfuscate the communist aims of neurodigital enslavement. Boy, are they fattening us up for the kill? 
Are they fattening us up for the kill, folks? Wow. Fattening us up for the kill. Thus, for promotion of memory deletion is to unlearn to learn. Yeah, we will erase your memory. (laughs) I will forget who I am or why I am or what I am or what I was or could be. For convincing of the use of brain nanobots is the biological innovation. Yeah. I'm not sure. You know, how do you sell erasing your memory? Well, well, we'll only have good thoughts. We'll replace your bad memories with good memories. Or so they tell you. And thus, with these implants, being excellent human beings, there's that word excellent, Having more creativity, oh, creativity is a nice word, a better attitude, I'd say most liberals need a a better attitude, and being evolved human beings, there's the evolution, for accepting the permanent espionage with with the brain netties, connect. The privacy is out. Knowledge society, divergent thinking, lateral thinking, observatories, transparency, Every every politician that always promises transparency never delivers. Hiving thought. Oh, I don't like that, that idea at all. The hive mind? Brainstorming. Disruptive technology. Mind fracture. How about mind fracture? Smart city. Oh, yeah, I want to live in a smart city. I want to live in a smart house. But people who've moved into smart homes wind up selling them because they get sick. Brain circulation. Who wouldn't want improved brain circulation? Well, it's those nanobots that are circulating in your brain. They don't tell you that part. For convincing a person into being a cyborg. For forcing the student to use the brain netas academic tools are currently being developed. Neuro specialities or specialties. Neuro law. Oh no. A whole new branch of law. Neuro law. This is worse than admiralty law, folks. Neuro management. Neuro education. Question Is any of this voluntary? Would you be stupid enough to volunteer for any of this? For living in the virtual reality is live the experience. For promoting to live without sexuality is gender. Gender neutral? Let's have a gender neutral society. They've delivered that in spades, haven't they? For living in a digital ghetto is community. Right? Yeah. San Francisco, L.A., Denver, all those places that are ripe with feces on the street, drug addicts lying on the street corners in their own urine and feces, and the politicians, especially the Democratic politicians, are happy with all of this. For accepting being a digital slave, the term is millennial. And finally, for spying the poor social responsibility, or spying on the poor, 
is social responsibility. Thus, the transnational companies will make the citizens believe that they, well, here, how about the Great Reset? There will be no more private property, and you will like it that way. Does that mean that anybody can come and take my stuff? Stuff I've worked hard and, and scrimped and saved? Like this computer? <laughs> if, if the deep state wants my computer, which they probably do, but they can't take it from me legally, but with the Great Reset, they will. Thus, the transnational companies will make the citizens believe that they live in a happy world without knowing that they are digital slaves. Slaves not forced by a totalitarian dictatorship, but by the mass consent made by the media. Well, we have that already. It just hasn't advanced to the nano version of that yet. So, do you see where this is going? Let's flatten the curve of lies, folks. Let's flatten the curve of lies, which has been going up exponentially for the last hundred years. And there's no sign of the curve of lies flattening anytime soon. Yeah, Adolf says, Eli, you should share your wealth with all people in the world, even those who didn't work for my wealth. A little bit that there is. Okay. So, folks, do you see where this is going? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what they call a donation. That's what is now called a donation. But I'll bet you, oh, it's just like that uh, sperm bank run by that Jew in Canada that uh, people, it's interesting, that sperm bank was very racist because the women who were requesting, they were requesting specific types of sperm, namely from donors who were tall white men. And women of all races were requesting sperm from handsome, tall, white men. Preferably white men who had blue eyes and blonde hair. Talk about racism. But one of the customers came back for a follow-up visit. And while she was in the waiting room, she noticed that all the other women had children who looked just like her child. And none of them looked like blonde-haired, blue-eyed white men. <laughs> and she looked at the Jewish owner of the establishment of the sperm bank, and she realized that all these kids looked just like him. That's where we're going, folks. That's where we're going. Social responsibility and emotional intelligence. Oh, yeah, right, uh, programmed. You think education is bad now? Insidious language and projects to disguise illicit personal neurosurveillance and mind control. Why don't you just confess? The dream police. And cheap trick thought it was... A metaphor 
They actually thought it was a metaphor. But it's real. The dream police come to me in my bed. There are several evidences that indicate that social responsibility is another of the camouflages organized by this nano-mafia. Yeah, you should be a good citizen of, uh, you should be a good comrade of the Bolshevik state. Volunteer! Volunteer for the next experiment, please. And, And You know, the request is made with a smile. Due to the strong and sudden interest of the companies in developing social responsibility projects with with big money advertising that indicates that it is a business rather than a humanitarian aid, one of the companies is Fox, which is suspected of using this camouflage. Fox is one of the social responsibility promoters according to recent researches, that are making TV shows of zombies using mind-control experiments with brain nanobots. Every student that comes out of a public education facility is a zombie already. Social responsibility is promoted by prestigious institutions like the United Nations and is recruiting university youth as its main operators swindle them in a majority of cases. Just going to a public school is a swindle. The use of transhumanist terminology called the social innovation by the social responsibility organizer. Always deceptive language. Camouflage language. Of course, the Jews have been masters of camouflage language for the last 2,000 years. And it's called cliches. Social innovation by the social responsibility organizers and the cliches that promote personal surveillance as the eye we all have set begins to see. There's the eye single of Freemasonry, folks. There it is. These things lead one to suspect that social responsibility would really seek to develop espionage with the brain netting poor zones. The social responsibility that is demanded as a mandatory course in Latin American universities like the Universidad Nacional Mayor de San Marcos, which apparently he's a teacher at, the oldest of South America, would seek to swindle poor populations in order to transform these towns into quote-unquote communities. No child left unbrainwashed or unnanobotted. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. These, their future is to be a ghetto of digital slavery where they will be permanently spied on and mentally controlled with the brain net. Their memories will be deleted and their sexual lives will be filmed and commercialized. The residents of these communities will live in a virtual reality, which is almost the case already, even without nanobot technology, because they've been training kids with these games, these video games, to live in a virtual reality without having any emotions. 
or the wrong emotions. In short, the residents of these poor communities will be human slaves at the service of the transnational companies and nanomafias. So there's your new word for today, folks. Nanomafia. We have to thank this professor for bringing this to our attention because this has been kept secret from the world thanks to news. All the news the Jews refuse. One of the most perverse objectives of this mafia mind control, turning a person into an animal, machine, or slave, would also be being promoted subliminally through intellectual swindles like emotional intelligence, the so-called intelligent control of emotions, seeking that the society in the future accepts the use of nanobots under the argument of emotion self-control, hiding that their mind will not really be auto-controlled, but they will lose their control. You will no longer have self-control. We already know that vaccines are being designed to turn off what they call the God gene, or the ability of your brain to connect with spiritual reality. We know the military has already been working on that and have developed that. So this is even beyond that. Total control of your self. Some other agency will control your self, or what we used to call my self, my consciousness, my personality. It's going. It's out the window, folks. Talk about a Luciferian agenda. Their brain and body will actually be under mind control by others. Yes, they do have the ability to do these things. Absolutely they do. The actions of this nanotechnology mafia are facilitated because nanobots can be administered in food and drinks. I'm not eating at McDonald's ever again. Alcohol drinks like beer being one of the main ones since it depresses the individual's central nervous system and he loses, or she, loses self-control and therefore it facilitates mind control by others via brain nanobots. For this reason, beer is ideal to administer brain nanobots. Oh, no! Do I dare drink beer again? What about wine? (laughs) Sangria? Is sangria now too dangerous to drink? Oh, my goodness. Get German beer. It has high purity standards. Folks, this is the new reality. Thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. You better start relying on Yahweh's intelligence and his laws and his son's protection and the Holy Spirit protection because they are serious about enslaving you. Thanks for listening. Take care. Yahweh bless everybody. Free people will never remain free.
if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problems. Government is the problem. Praise